0: Natalie, that is one of my favorite songs. I'm not sure who wrote it, but I know Crowder sings it. And he might have wrote it too. I don't know. All my hope is in Jesus. Amen. Behind a frowning providence. Lies a smiling face. Isn't that true? We're going to touch a bit on that this morning as we look at the believer's peace and the troubles of the world. It was noted by an individual once and wrote a little article about this many years ago that a lady was in a flight that was headed to Denver Now, from where I don't know but anyway she experienced some very heavy turbulence that was going on if you've flown you know this there's always that uh risk of a heavy turbulence and with that in mind you fly you buckle your seat belt and when the little sign goes on and the pilot sometimes will say those things you take note and make uh, the adjustments that you need to make well the pilot comes on everybody's getting upset because it was bad. The pilot comes on and says, Folks, there's no need to worry. He's very positive, very cheerful. says, Remember, these bumps that we're going through are just made out of air. Well, supposedly that calmed them down. I don't know if it had calmed me down, but uh, it supposedly calmed them down. Well, in life we really kind of wish that was true, don't we? That the, the bumps in life, the things we go through in life, the the troubles were made out of air, but they're not. And that's the truth. They're not. In life we have difficulties, we have troubles, we have tribulations. Some of them are physical, some of them are emotional, some of them are financial, spiritual. I put a list together of things, and Janelle wouldn't let me read it all to her. It was upsetting her. And I'm not going to read it all to you. But this is just a list of things that I put together. There's many more that you, you could add to this list, and its I'm not going to read it all, but the news from 2023, the things that have went on in our world. In February, the Air Force shot down a high-altitude object the size of three school buses. You all remember that? Little unnerving, wasn't it? Wondering what this Chinese spy balloon was gathering. In March, former President Trump made history because what took place was he became the first president to ever face criminal charges. He was indicted with 91 state and federal felony charges. Tucker Carlson got booted off of uh, Fox News. I don't know. Some of you may not be interested in that. And many more things happened. despite inflation cooling closer to 3% in recent months, Officials have not brought down interest rates, and the result has made borrowing more expensive, especially for those looking to buy a home. We live in this time. These things are going on. Also took place in 2023, a 6.8 magnitude earthquake in Morocco killed more than 29,000 people. Now, you may not remember that. But just think, 29,000 people. And thousands were dead and missing after a flash flood in Libya washed away entire neighborhoods and swept them into the sea. You may not remember that. But it was in the news. You probably remember that wildfires ripped across Maui and all the devastation that was caused there, leaving a 100 plus dead and the destruction of Luhana, which is a historical town in Hawaii, the capital of the kingdom of Hawaii. Palestinian groups, Hamas launched the attack on Israel, resorting in over twelve hundred deaths. Two hundred and forty-eight people taken hostage. Lewiston, Maine, the site of the deadliest mass shooting in American history. Nineteen people were killed. Thirteen were wounded. and then very recent in December. And you might not think of this as tragic news, I don't know, but Colorado blocked Trump from being on the ballot. And where that takes us, of course, it's, I believe, been overturned. But the fact that it happened and the directions we head as a nation. You can think of a hundred other things that have happened in this past year. Took McCarthy, what was it, 15 votes, back in January of last year to get elected as the Speaker of the House, and then within a year he was booted out. So many things going on in our nation. So many troublesome things in our nation. And like I say, there's physical things that go on in your life, all around you, emotional, financial, and spiritual. But despite all the troubles in this world, despite them all, Jesus taught His disciples of a peace that they have in Him. The text this morning is here in John chapter 16, and I'm not going to read everything that is here, but in verse 33, we read these words, These things I have spoken to you. So the first question that comes to mind after I read that verse is, What are these things? And without, I think I could put together a whole sermon on these things. But look earlier in the chapter, maybe later this afternoon, and do a little personal study on that phrase, these things, and what they refer to, especially in this passage. But these things, Jesus said, I've spoken to you in that me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage, I have overcome. world. Jesus told these disciples of the troubled days ahead. He's told them about it. In chapter 16, these first four verses speak of the the betrayal of Judas. We we, we know the denial of Peter And what Peter would do, we read this from our perspective now. We know the hatred that the world showed toward Jesus and that the world has shown toward the Jewish people. We know of the rejoicing that took place when Jesus hung upon the cross. The death of Jesus. People rejoice. There was great sadness, there was great grief, but there was great rejoicing at the death of Jesus. And Jesus told him to expect persecution. In chapter 15, verse 20 here of John, he says, expect it. It's going to come. Persecution toward you because of me and your belief in me, it's going to come. And don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. In John 14, 27, he, he, he speaks of these things that are, are always going to be happening in, in the world. These troubles, these persecutions, these sufferings, ridiculings difficulties in life. And Paul reminds Timothy in 2 Timothy 3.10 of his troubles, Paul's troubles, and that all believers are going to have troubles in the world. So the very fact that there is tribulation in the world, there are troubles in the world, beloved, we're not just... Uh, There's not just, and I'm not going to get much into this, but there's not just a time coming of tribulation. We are in it right now. You're going through it right now. You go through troubles in this world right now because of Christ. And God does not hide the truth that the way to heaven is a way that is Through Jesus, only through Jesus, but also the way to heaven is full of troubles. It's not a a rosy path. Matthew Henry said this: he said, Men persecute them, being the disciples. Men persecute them because they are so good. And God corrects them because they are no better. Men designed to cut them off from the earth, being believers. And God designs by affliction to make them meet for heaven. And so between both, they'll have tribulation. We can't get away from it. We can't get away from troubles. We hate it. We don't find... Joy in difficult times. At least I don't. I don't say... I mean, in all honesty, maybe I should be saying that. Maybe praise God for the heartache that's come into my life. But we, we grieve because of heartache. We, 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 we suffer because of pain that gets afflicted to us. In so many areas, we don't find... It's not natural for us as sinners we've been saved by grace but yet as sinners we don't find joy nobody finds joy in getting beat up I mean it's it's tough Job never knew the conversation between God and and Satan he never knew what was going on behind the scenes And in Job, we read a lot of speculations from his so-called friends about what was going on, their understanding of what was going on. Job's trusting in God, but yet still, he doesn't know why these things are happening. He can only wonder. There was a man in John 9, he's blind from birth. You're familiar with the story? Blind from birth. But he's blind from birth in order that God might be displayed in his life, the work of God in his life. And a miracle takes place. And his eyes are opened and he sees All of that in the providence of God. What might seem to be behind a frowning face. Every one of you here this morning have troubles to bear. There's none of us here in this room that don't bear burdens to some degree that don't bear, that doesn't bear. Anyway, Shirley's smiling, I I know. Anyway, um, we bear burdens. We all bear burdens to different degrees. They may be burdens of the world trying to mold you into it make you think like everybody else thinks, to make you try to be like everybody else seems to be, to make you accept all this woke understandings, well I'll say misunderstandings, but all this woke stuff about the way things should be, the way the way men should be, the way women should be, the way parents should be, the way society should be. And we we have it in the schools. We, we have it everywhere. It's everywhere. It's on the television. It's on all these social media sites. You can't hide and get away from it unless you exclude yourself into the wilderness and uh, hibernate, as it were. It's everywhere. And the pressure is great. So don't be surprised when it comes upon you and your household. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if you, you have to, as an individual... Deal with these pressures? And which way am I going to go? Where am I going to land in all of this stuff? For young people, it's probably a lot worse than it is for us that are older. But they're there. And then there's... And I want to try to define this so we understand it. there's, There's troubles from God. That come upon us. But troubles that are meant to discipline us. Things we may go through in life because we're not in the right fellowship with Him. We're not walking with Him as we should. We're having thoughts we shouldn't have, we're practicing something we shouldn't do, etc., etc. We're professing to be a believer, but in our our minds we're acting differently. In our private life we're acting differently. And troubles come that are meant to discipline you and meant to mold you into being Christ-like. So why do we say things like, why me? Why me? Why me, God? Why me, Lord? What have I ever done? You've heard the song. Chris Christopherson wrote and sang, why me, Lord? But who are you to think that you should be exempt from anything? Because Jesus tells us plainly in the Scriptures that we will have troubles. We will have tribulations. They are in the world. And why is that so? Because the world is full of sin. And we are sinners. There's not a person in this room who is not a sinner. But yet... Many of you are sinners that have been saved by the grace of God, but yet still sinners. And sin still raises its ugly head. Listen, Jesus had troubles. The apostles had troubles. The early church had troubles. The Middle Ages had troubles. Augustine had troubles. Calvin had troubles. Luther had troubles. Jonathan Edwards had troubles. Spurgeon had troubles. People have troubles today. John MacArthur has troubles. There's not anyone who doesn't have troubles. We are fallen creatures in that sense, but we don't want to remember, we don't want to hide the fact that troubles are in the world to a new believer. Never misrepresent that. Never let that new believer, that young Christian that is beginning to grow, and they're on fire and they're excited. You don't want to dampen that, but at the same time, don't express that, oh, your life's going to be wonderful. And it is going to be wonderful, but it's not going to be free of trouble. That's falsely representing the Christian life because in God's providence, believers are to have troubles. And their troubles are not to overcome them. Do you understand that? Whatever troubles you go through, whatever tribulations you go through, you're not to be overcome by them. Because what do we read here in this text? Jesus says, in Me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But take heart, I've overcome the world. As a believer, in the midst of all the tribulations in the world, all the sorrows, the sufferings, the tragedies, the horrific things that you read about and hear about that you don't even want in your mind that's going on in the world today and maybe even uh, not just the world, maybe the United States, the state of Kansas, etc., etc. They're not to overcome you. You're not to be overcome by them. You're to rest in Christ and have a peace that's in Christ. Why? Because Jesus said, I've overcome all of these things. I've overcome the world. Take heart. Be of good cheer. Be of good courage. Be confident. These disciples were to keep their delight in God in the face of all the troubles. And we know they went through a lot of troubles. We've read about it. We don't know everything, but they, we know what God's Word tells us they went through. And we can maybe even try to imagine some of the other things, but Jesus calls them to go forward, not to go backward. I talked to someone the other day that uh, made a statement to me that things were so bad, he was so overcome with a trouble that had come upon come upon him and he was ready to throw everything away and go right back into his old life well he didn't but that thought was there not to go forward in life without fear but just to hide away somewhere and go on. Well, Jesus gave them an example to follow. He said, I've overcome the world. Think about that. He's overcome the world. The world of the disciples, the world of the disciples, everything that they went through and dealt with in the world was a beaten enemy. And beloved, it's no different with you. Every trouble in the world, every sorrow, every struggle that's in the world. And you might say, yeah, some of these struggles are my own fault. I spent too much money and I'm overdrawn in the checkbook. Well, yes. But don't be overcome with it in such a way. The world is a beaten enemy. Defeated. And Jesus has overcome the world. He's conquered the world. William Hendrickson notes that those who are with him are also conquerors. And he's conquered the world. So if it's a Christian, we we need to be of good cheer. Think about that. Sure, it's it's hard. Listen, I know it's hard. I know it's hard when troubles arise in your home. My home's not perfect, just like none of you live in a perfect home. And to be honest, I I I uh, I have to admit, Janelle and I at times uh, we've butted heads. Kelly, you and Penny ever butt heads? Ever? Your marriage? All those years? Uh, You know, and, and, and sometimes pretty strongly we've butted heads. But Christ is the center of our home. And I know He's the center of many of yours. And Christ... Victory is your victory. Because he's overcome the world. He's overcome all of these troubles. He's conquered all the troubles that has come upon the world because of sin. And that's where they all come from. And he goes before us. And no matter how deep the well of troubles, of grief, of sorrow, of pains, of afflictions that you go through, beloved Jesus is there holding the rope. He's not going to let you be overcome. And he encourages you. He, to, like to look to him who holds the rope. He's, he's overcome the world. Trust in him. Believe in him. We're to have that kind of a peace. He purchased it at the cross. I want to encourage you this morning to look beyond your troubles. Look beyond the tribulations that befall you. I'm not saying that that makes makes all those things, and don't understand, it doesn't make those things joyful for you. I've never experienced uh, something as devastating as, uh, well, I'm going to use a dear brother of mine, uh, Keith Schorsman. I think most all of you know Keith, if you or, or whatever, or maybe heard. Keith went through some horrific, painful things, and they were not joyful. But Christ never let go, and he never let go of Christ. We need to see beyond our troubles. And we need to look and see the day of victory that's coming. What a day that will be when Jesus I shall see. And I look into his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And he takes me by the hand. And what does he do? leads me to the promised land what a day what a day that will be every Lord's Day you gather here to worship God every Lord's Day should be such in your life as an individual that it's a preparation for heaven with your thoughts your reading of God's word with the meditations of your heart he calls the disciples to go forward in life he calls each of us to go forward in life he is our conquering king so in the midst of all these troubles no that Jesus has overcome the world. And He says, take heart. Take heart. In Me, you may have peace. You can rest in Him. So if you're living a defeated life, and if you're feeling sorry for yourself, beloved, you need to wake up as a Christian and wake up. Because Christ has overcome the world. Let's pray. Father, your word teaches us truth. In your word we find hope. We find all of our hope. And I pray, Father, for each one here today that despite the troubles that they bear despite the afflictions, the tribulations, despite the difficult things, that together as a congregation right now that they're going through. I pray, Father, that you would help them to understand these words. when Jesus said uh, that there is peace in him because He's overcome the world. Encourage them to trust in You in such a way that, Lord, You just fill them with that peace. I know there's grief to bear. There's discouragement. Some that comes in, there's a disheartenedness. For some, there may be for some, some disillusions that are sinful, <coughs> our sinfulness brings to, to point. But Lord, you've overcome all of these things. Might we rest in you in the days ahead. In Jesus' name. Amen.